Self Podcast, brought to you by Q Images, run by Timothy Quisenberry. It's a world-class, veteran-owned and operated Las Vegas-based photography company. Whether you need on-site, in-studio, or on-location photography, be prepared to receive top-notch, innovative, and high-level professionalism from Q Images. While other photographers take photos, Q Images captures memories and creates experiences. Go to qimages.smugmug.com or Instagram at QUE underscore images. Also, the book Powered by Purpose, written by none other than your host, John M. Singletary Singer. Get your copy today at the Help Myself Podcast.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Help Myself Podcast. I am your host, John M. Singletary Sr. I got to put that senior in there because I got a junior. And you caught me, um, you know, we're we're getting prepared to take our short summer break, not only from the podcast, a couple of other podcasts I do, we're about to take a break. And summertime's coming up for LJ, so we're going to take that break. So, you know, I'm kind of in the midst of moving things around, but I do owe you a couple of more shows to take us through to June. So, you know, I uh, I normally would have on my business casual get up, but y'all caught me working. But I did really have some things that I wanted to share today. And I got a message for all of my people. First off, you know, there's so much I want to get into, but I talk about my co-pilot all the time. And, you know, this is just one of those times where I got to big up my co-pilot. I'm going to go into it and then we'll talk about it. is graduating i'm the proud dad we're so excited listen there were so many people that we wanted to invite we wanted to uh you know just make it a big event we had to change some things up um lj school is huge his graduating class is humongous uh his graduation is going to be at the eagle bank eagle eagle one bank arena uh on the campus of George Mason. George, I'm getting messed up. I know where it's at, though. <laughs> but uh, it's so many people that it's entrance with a ticket only. So that really eliminated the possibility of having a huge crowd. We were going to do something big, but I realized that we're going to have to travel to different areas. So we'll be celebrating 
his graduation. Um, I'll probably share the link because it'll be it'll live stream. And the cool thing is they're gonna let LJ's class go first, so we can get out of there early and go catch you know some brunch. You know his grandmother's will be in town and all that good stuff. So we'll catch brunch. We'll do a celebration dinner. We'll catch up with everyone. And then this summer, it's going to be hot father and son summer. <laughs> We're going to be outside. So we'll be traveling to Charleston. We'll be traveling to Atlanta. We'll be traveling to Texas. So um, I want to make sure that everybody will be traveling out to the Southern Illinois, St. Louis area. I want to make sure that the graduate gets an opportunity and we're going to, we're going to carry the cap and gown with us too. So I just wanted to make sure that the graduate gets to touch bases with all of the amazing people that helped us make this possible to get this far. And we know it's only started because listen, I know this is the graduation, but LJ is a part of a special autism program. So He's going to be going to that program for the next four years at Alexandria City High School. So we're excited about that. As a matter of fact, he'll have a couple of weeks to celebrate his summer and then extended school year starts in June. So <laughs> ain't no breaks and don't stop. But we're going to take time to celebrate this momentous occasion. We're going to get out to see so many of the amazing people. If you want to be a blessing to our graduate. So here's the main thing he likes, these beads. And it's real specific. It's got to be this size. It can't be no funky little designs on it. He don't like that. He just, well, one of my friends got him some beads that were slightly bigger than this. He loved them, but them things were so loud. I was like, nah, we can't do that. So the celebration is going to be a boy and his beads. So we're going to have beads everywhere. And if you want to contribute some beads, um, man, feel free to reach out to me on my socials, email. I'll put that information up at the end of the show. Or there's the cash app right there if you want to be a blessing to LJ. Everything is appreciated. We appreciate all of your well wishes. We appreciate all your support up to this time. It's going to be a good time. And um, as a matter of fact, I think we're going to throw several celebrations. We're not going to let it stop here. We're not going to let the limitation of tickets stop us from this big celebration. We are so proud. And uh, I'm grateful and thankful for all of you. You are a huge part of this journey. You've been with us. You've stood by us. You've supported us. You've lifted us up. You have said prayers, sent out good energy, well wishes. You have pushed this platform farther than we could do on our own. Grateful, let me tell you. And while I have an opportunity, I have to encourage you LJ would love it if you grab a copy of this book because every dollar from this book contributes to feeding a hungry child. And that hungry child is my son, John M. Singletary Jr., a.k.a. LJ. <laughs> but no, not support as in you're doing me a favor. I stand by the contents of that book. You know, I've done lots of creative things with the marketing, but only because I believe in it. I believe in the transformative power. I believe in that the lessons in there that will not only shine a light and put a mirror in front of you so you can accurately see yourself, but the direction and guidance it will give you to live a more fulfilling, successful, energized and engaged life because you deserve to operate in your purpose. And I promise you, once you are powered by a purpose, by something that's bigger than just day-to-day -day survival, 
It will enhance your ability to succeed and to positively impact this world tenfold, a hundredfold, a thousandfold. So I definitely say go to the website. It's www.thehelpmyselfpodcast.com. While you're here, go to the YouTube page, which is the Help Myself Network. Click on the like, subscribe, uh, hit the bell so you know whenever we're going live or we drop new videos. And the network, we've got the They Jamming podcast dropping every Friday on Spotify. You can see clips from that on the Help Myself Network YouTube page. But, uh, you know, we got some great things going on there. And we've got a couple of new projects that will be coming up this summer and in the fall. So we are expanding that network. We are expanding our capabilities and all of the things that we're offering to the community to ensure that we are going above and beyond helping ourselves to living, fulfilling, successful, exciting, energetic, and engaging lives. So I am proud of that. I am excited about that. So make sure you go subscribe. Make sure you're following us on all of the socials, all of the information. And if nobody's told you, I a pretty entertaining guy. <laughs> if I might say so myself. But not only that, um, definitely have a lot of experience. I definitely have a track record of success. And I want to pass on tools, tips, tactics, and techniques that I've used to succeed to share with you so that you can enjoy that same success in your life and in all of your endeavors. I want to definitely give a shout out and a note of gratitude to Recruit DC for inviting me out to um, do a presentation. We talked about creating and cultivating competitive, creative, and compassionate teams. And we had an amazing time. The energy was amazing. Um, and everything about the conference was amazing. So I appreciate them for inviting me. Um, I think I'm going to remain connected to such a great organization. I've already discussed with them coming on as a volunteer because I love what they're doing. And you will be seeing more from John Singletary and more from the Help Myself Network in the very near future. But again, I am so grateful for that opportunity. And, uh, you know, you never know. I might be coming to a city near you to present, to speak, and to do my thing. So be on the lookout for that, okay? Be on the lookout. But we are here today because, and I've talked about this in a previous podcast, but I figure, why not we talk about it again? I mean, it's not like it is something that is not worth repeating. It bears repeating, but it's important because what I find a lot of times is that we operate through life almost on autopilot. We say that we want these things and this particular style out of life, but yet we operate in autopilot and wonder why we're not getting those things that we want. And a lot of times the issue is simply that we have never declared what we actually want. So I am going to ask you a question. What do you want? <laughs> It's really simple. What do you want out of life? 
What does success look like to you? When was the last time you sat down and said out loud what you truly want from life, what a successful life will look like, how you're going to get there, all of these things, but you've got to start with what is it that you actually want? And I know it sounds simple, but let me explain. I'll never forget. You know, I uh, I used to sit with my, my aunts and my mom and their friends and they come over and it just always struck me how they would talk about, yeah, you know, I don't want somebody to treat me like this and I don't want this, that, and the other. And they always say, and then as I got older and I got into high school and I'd listen to friends talking and they would always tell, yeah, I don't want no job that does this and I don't want, and everybody always had a very eloquent, long, specific list of things that they didn't want. And I always wondered what good would a list of things you don't want do you in the purpose of going after what you do want. Now, granted, I know you have to recognize what you don't want on the way to what you do want. But here's what I'm saying. If you are so well-versed in what you don't want, but are not sure what you do want, what's going to tend to happen is, you're going to continue to run into what you don't want because you are programming and priming your mind to be focused on those things that you don't want. Simon Sinek says it greatly, and I've uh, I've repeated it several times on this podcast, but the mind is not able to differentiate between what you want and what you don't want in those little words. All it does is focus on whatever you're focused on. So the story that he uses is of skiers. How do skiers avoid trees when they're coming down the mountain? Well, if you're coming down the mountain at high speeds and all you're thinking about is don't hit the trees, don't hit the trees, the mind will focus on the trees and you'll end up hitting a tree. But if you're coming down the mountain and you're saying to yourself, seek out the open spaces, seek out the open spaces, your mind will not focus on trees. It'll focus on open spaces. And then you won't hit the tree because it'll continue to take you where the open spaces are. And so what I am suggesting to you is that there is the possibility for you to be over focused on what you don't want and on what the pitfalls might be and not enough focus being put on what it is that you actually want out of an endeavor out of a relationship, out of, you know, a partnership or out of life itself. Uh, one of the analogies that I use a lot is the grocery list analogy. Now, can you imagine if you sat down and you needed some stuff for the grocery, from the grocery store and you sit down and you're making a list and you sit down and you make a list of all the things in the store that you don't want. Now, I know that when we go shopping, we probably need 20, 30, 40 different things. With the with the price of grocery shopping nowadays, you know, we try to keep it as light as possible because you could put five items in your grocery cart and it's still gonna be $150. <laughs> but you know, but you know, we make a list of the things we want when we go to the grocery store, right? Because it would be crazy to go in the grocery store and check off everything that we didn't want. You'd be there almost all day, right? So when we go to the grocery store, we make a list of the things that we want, that we want, nothing else on that list. 
sometimes when you got kids that they got you know want donuts and ho holes and little debbie's cakes and all that stuff you got the things that you want and you <laughs> you got the things that are possible if this child behaves while we're in the grocery store but you never put a list of things you don't have your grocery list and then on this side here's all the stuff that i don't want as a matter of fact we're better served by not even being aware of 95 to almost 100 percent of the things that we don't want just being aware of what it is that we want because it allows us to focus it allows us to go in there and get what it is that we need so let's break it down quickly and um i definitely have no plans to keep you long tonight i appreciate you tuning in i appreciate you rocking with the help myself podcast so now that we're talking about what do you want um we understand that sometimes our focus is not where it's supposed to be so why is that and what are some things that we can do to get ourselves on a path where we are truly going after what we want and we're not self-sabotaging by focusing on all of these things that we don't want well so the first thing we do is we identify a problem right and that is usually where that focus is let's go back to the analogy or the example of skiers you are acknowledging that running into the tree could be a problem why for so many reasons it stops your momentum it hurts <laughs> it could damage your gear it can damage your body especially coming down a hill at fast speeds so that's a problem so now you've identified a problem your goal is to get down to the finish line or the bottom of the hill depending on whether you're competitive uh skiing or anything like that that's your goal you identify a problem on the way to your goal so now you decide that the way that you're going to go about fixing that problem and stick with me here you're going to go around the back end and try to handle it what do i mean by that the easy solution to the problem of trees is to focus on a path that does not have trees but instead of simplifying it like that we add an extra element in by saying I'm not only trying to get down a hill, but I'm going to actively try to avoid the trees. Now, focusing on areas without trees and avoiding the trees sounds like the same thing, but it's not. Because now if you're focusing on avoiding trees, you are at the same time trying to get down the hill, trying to navigate to clear spaces, while focusing on not hitting trees. So you've got several different things. How does this play out um, you know, in life? How does this play out with anything? When we position ourselves on the wrong side of the problem, you know, one thing we talk about all the time is that you begin with the end in mind. So what is the end goal? What is the end game? And what are the steps that are your means to this end? And then as you start doing your strategic planning and you start looking at what it's going to take you whiteboard it out you plan it out what it takes you have to make sure to cut out those things that are extra and that are keeping you from being laser focused on getting to the goal 
Now we understand the things are gonna happen. If you are skiing down a tree, mountains at certain elevations tend to have trees. It just is what it is, right? So you come into it knowing that if I have a goal of skiing down a mountain in record speed and not splitting myself in half on a tree, you, you know that it comes with it that there's going to be trees, but that's not part of your goal plan. Your goal plan is that I want to ski down faster than I ever have and get to the bottom in one piece. And so the easiest way, the direct way to do that is to focus on the places that will get you where you're trying to go. A focus on the tree is a focus on things that will take you away from where you're trying to go. If you're trying to have a successful relationship, a friendship, you don't focus on all of the things that keep you from having. Like if you always say, yeah, you know, if you just go all day, you're just like, yeah, let me not say nothing slick to my friend. Let me not say nothing slick to my friend. What happens? You end up saying something slick. (laughs) That's what happens because your mind is on it. A different way to do that is let me be positive and uplifting with my friend, even If my friend may be getting on my nerves, let me uh, do something where I try to be understanding and hear their side of the story or talk about it or even just acknowledge, hey, you know, you're being a certain way. It's making me feel a certain way. But if you go in there and you just focused on I won't do this thing more times than not, you're going to end up doing that thing and you're not going to spend that energy focusing on doing the things that build up that relationship. Same in business, same in art, same in writing, same in anything that you're doing. When you're focused on all the pitfalls, as a matter of fact, that is one of the main things that we do when we're talking about coaching and when we're talking about consulting. We whiteboard it out because we want to do two things. We want to write it down so that you can see it. And when you can see it in black and white, that eliminates all of the emotional guarding that you're doing on the inside. Because a lot of times, you know, when you talk about you want to do something and you ever said that you wanted to do something and other people around you were like, oh, that's simple. You can handle that. That's no problem. But to you, it seemed hard. It's because for you, there was a time where you tried something similar and the outcome was not ideal. And so that was a emotional event. In some cases, it was a significant emotional event. And because of that emotional event, now you have emotions wrapped around that thing that didn't go the way that you had planned, the way that you had hoped, or the way that you desired. And so now you have this emotional casing, and you're taking the emotional casing with you into another situation that is a totally different situation. But yet you take this familiar emotional casing and you wrap it around a different situation and you're able to mentally and emotionally create the same outcome, even though you haven't tried yet. And so when we put it on the whiteboard, you can see it in black and white. Your emotions are not able to transfer with you through the pen. And so now you are looking at it sober. You are intoxicated with emotion when you are holding it on the inside. But when you put that in black and white, all of a sudden you are very sober and you can see it exactly for what it is. And you can see how possible and really how much simpler it is than you're making it out to be. 
Not only that, another thing that I really advise people to do is not only to write it down, but say it out loud. You know, if you are having a, for instance, I'm a public speaker. Um, I have been public speaking for a little more than 25 years, a little less than 30 years. We um, probably another year or two. So like about 27, 28 years, I've been public speaking. I public I've spoken publicly on all kinds of platforms and all kinds of situations on all kinds of topics to all kinds of audiences. And um, sometimes it's been prepared. Sometimes it's been a lot of times it's been extemporaneous. Um, and I've gotten to a point where I understand it. But even with this much experience, there's never a time when I get up in front of an audience and I don't feel some nerves and I don't feel, you know, that nagging voice telling me, hey, this might not work, this, that, and the other. But one of the things that I have to recognize um, and what I did with my whiteboarding and speaking it aloud, what are you afraid of? Like, you have gotten great results from your public speaking consistently for decades. I have been recognized as an exceptional public speaker on multiple times, I've won awards. I've been sought after, you know, you know, people that I'd never heard of seen have reached out to me because of a reputation. It's not just me telling people. A lot of times that's the craziest part. They just find me and I'm like, I, I got speaking engagements before where I, I didn't even know that these people were aware that I was a speaker. So I've got empirical evidence that says that I do what I do, but I have emotional evidence that says, well, there was one time you got up <laughs> and you were embarrassed. I'll tell this story real quick and then we're gonna move on, we're gonna close out. Um, Easter speeches. <laughs> Years ago, I was a little boy and um, they chose me. It was uh, when the disciples met Jesus on the road to Emmaus after he had risen and it was in church and it was the east so i was jesus and they put this big robe on me and the robe was huge way too big for me they couldn't find anything else that fit me better the other two guys you know they had costumes that fit but for some reason i had on a robe that felt like it was for some man that was six foot ten seven feet you know so when we were on the stage and the time came for us to come down the stage, my robe got caught into some of the props. So one prop comes down, mics start crashing down. I try to get it out, but then as we walk a little further, there's a, there were some flowers up on the stage. It pulled the flowers down and all this stuff just comes rattling down the steps behind me. And they're telling me, just stay in character, you know, people jumping up trying to fix it. But I was so embarrassed. It had nothing to do with, I, I didn't even really have any words. You know, it had nothing to do with that. But here I was in front of what seemed like a lot of people. Now, if I really think about it, honestly, it wasn't really that many people. And I knew all of them. It was like family, but still I was so embarrassed. And I started to discover that I carried situations like that with me. And I was always afraid of being embarrassed. But what I found out is, is that when you're open and honest, like when people are listening to you speak, they're generally pulling for you to be at least serviceable. And it's so many times that I've used humor and I've used 
you know, when I was presenting at Recruit DC, my slides wouldn't work. I made jokes out of that. That was part of the presentation. We had a good time, but something like that can hold you back because I'm focused on not the solution, not the thing, but my emotional baggage. I'm focused on what I don't want to happen in my presentation and how can I get to what I want if I'm overly focused on what I don't want. And so one of the biggest things when it comes to what you want is on that journey, be solution focused. And this was something that I really hammered home with all of my teams and how solution focused went. Hey, if you identify a problem, I want you to at least be thinking about a solution to that problem. Because it was always easy to come and tell a leader, hey, we got this problem and we can't do it. No, start thinking about what it doesn't even matter if it's not the right solution or if it's not even a solution that would work. Have a solution on your mind so you can get into the habit of problem solving so that you can continue heading towards the goal of getting to what it is that you actually want. And in life, in all of your pursuits, in anything that is worth having, I want you to have great success. And a big step towards that will be to take your focus off of what you don't want, what could go wrong, what are the limiting factors, what are the obstacles, what are the things in my way? If there's an obstacle or if there's something in your way that you cannot get past or beyond, it's time to go back to the drawing board and reconsider another way or another goal. But if it's a goal and it can be achieved, the best way to achieve it is to limit the distractions, stop focusing on things that aren't directly tied to the goal, and focus on what you want. In life, you want to be the absolute best and most authentic version of yourself. So stop wasting your energy worrying about all of these things that take you away from being the absolute best you and doing that thing that you know that you can do. What do you want? Stop getting up every day and just accepting what life gives you. You got to discover what you want. What kind of car do you want to drive? What kind of job do you want to work? What kind of relationship do you want to have with, with a spouse, with your siblings, with your children, with the people in your life? What kind of life do you live? What do you want? And when you figure that out, I want you to stop worrying about all of the things that would keep you from it and focus on the thing that you want. And I promise you, even in the rare case that you don't get all the way there, your life will be exponentially better because you stop focusing on all the other stuff and started focusing on the things that you truly want. Listen, I appreciate you. I am so grateful. I am so thankful. Let's put some contact information, you know, for people that may want to send us some beads. So I'm going to let that run for a little bit. That's the contact information. As a matter of fact, let me fix it up so it's not scrolling like that. Let me just put it up there and just put it up so you can see it. That is the contact information, the website. That's the IG, the YouTube, and the Facebook. If you go on the website, you can contact me directly through there. If you want to send LJ some beads, if you want to find out what's going on with the Help Myself podcast, if you want to follow 
and continue to support. I certainly appreciate it. We thank you for the love and we sending all that love back. I want you to make it amazing, an amazing day. And I want you to focus on what it is that you want. And absolutely, I'm going to close like I always do. Listen, I can't help myself. I've got to inspire. I've got to encourage. I've got to empower. But I can help myself by being the absolute best version of myself. And guess what? You can too. So why not we do it together? Thank you.